Pursuing a creative career can mean taking a leap of faith. It can potentially be seen as a bit risky, especially if you've been brought up around influences of family and friends who believe that you should follow a more traditional career path. In this episode of our Inspire Me Too podcast, we welcome Shifra Kirby to discuss the courage and hard work it has taken for her to pursue her creative passion. Shifra was always planning to pursue a career in law, but changed her mind at the last minute to follow her dream. Shifra graduated in 2018 with a degree in film production, and only three months since graduating has secured her dream role doing something completely different to what she envisaged just a few years ago. It hasn't been easy, but Shifra has followed her heart and pursued a creative career, which she is absolutely loving. If you are currently trying to make a decision whether to pursue your creative passion, we hope this episode offers you inspiration and information you need to help you make the best choice for you. Here's Shifra to tell us more about how she made that decision and the highs and lows along the way. Thank you so much for taking the time away from your exceptionally busy schedule to come and share your inspiring story with us. That's honestly fine. Thank you for having me. It's all right. It's lovely to meet you. Can you tell us a bit more about what you do on a day-to-day basis in your current role? Uh, so I work at a production company and I'm a producer. So I kind of like, I work under my boss um, and I kind of deal with like everyday like admin stuff. But then I also like uh, talk with a lot of clients, uh, deal with any inquiries that come in about like shoots and things. And then I also do the logistics of shoots. So I do like travel, actors, the whole shebang, like it's all of it, yeah. So you're production manager and everything. Yeah, it's a small production company, so everyone kind of has like a hands-on like job. Um, I also edit as well, so you know, on the downtime, but yeah. So is it films, adverts or loads of different things? Uh, So we do a lot of like, it's like business corporate videos. So that can be like anything from like event coverage to um, like case studies and testimonials. So yeah, it's like the whole like, it's like an extent on like a video marketing for businesses. So yeah, that's what we deal with. I mentioned earlier that this wasn't always a chosen career path that you imagined. Can you tell us a little bit about your background and explain the plan that you had originally? Before university, there was like, I was pretty much divided about like how I, what I kind of wanted to do with my life. Um, a lot of like the older generation, they kind of talk about like how much the world has changed. But like, I certainly felt like growing up, we were in that change. Like the world was changing around us, like computers. We didn't have computers where I lived, like until I was like in year six. Okay. Like I come from quite like a small, like little town, like in the countryside. A little so, rural. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they only have the one bus that goes through every hour. Like, <laughs> so, you know, the, when this change was happening, like it was like happening for me as well when I was growing up. Um, And I also come from a working class family. So I was actually the first out of my family to go to grammar school and then then go to university at the same time. So um, I felt like a lot of pressure on me. Um, my parents like sacrificed quite a lot for my education. Like they put a lot of money in, like for, to catch that right. one-hour bus. <laughs> it, like, <laughs> like that cost like two hundred pound per month to, for the bus ticket. So I felt, you know, thankful for that they did that for me. And so I always like felt this pressure on me to like do something like academic. So you know, they meant like univers- going to university was going to do something academic. To be a lawyer, to be a doctor, those okay. type of things. Like being creative was like never on the cards. No one ever really thought about that. Like when I was growing up. Um, and then, and I, you know, I wanted to show my education was worth something, so I wanted to pursue being a lawyer. <laughs> but obviously, that was not the case. <laughs> was that a law? Was the thought of being a lawyer one that you thought of, or did your parents mention the words lawyer to you? I think they just kind of had this like image in their heads, you know, that they just thought, ah, you know, it'd be nice if we had a child. It was like a doctor, or a lawyer, you know, no pressure. Like we put all this money into you, you know, yeah. <laughs> something to brag about. But you know, I, you know, I understand where their point of view was from because they wanted to like, give me a better life, and then 
obviously be able to provide for myself you know when I was older and things but, you know that it didn't even cross like any of our minds to do something creative at all what was the turning point for you in thinking no actually now I think about it I don't want to be a lawyer how um, did you know it wasn't until like I was like much older and I was actually what I was doing was I was doing um shadowing work for solicitors that's like how far I was into it because I really thought like this would be something I really pursued um, okay. and while I was doing it I was working for a public defender and he was like I don't know like late 40s and he was just he was leaving that job to go tour the world with his band wow uh, yeah <laughs> that's such a change I know it was completely like and he was like to me I don't want to do this anymore with my life and I was sat there like <laughs> dealing with like legal forms like what <laughs> and he was like I don't want to do this and he said like you shouldn't do this either if you haven't got your heart in it and I was like you're right <laughs> I don't have my heart in it you know the weird way of like the universe showing you that this could be you in 30 years you could be the one sat there saying to somebody else don't do it if you have a heart's not in it so I you know yeah. I felt that change like I needed I knew that it wasn't for me then when you thought that working in the solicitors that that sort of lifestyle wasn't for you how did you know that you wanted to go into film production and things um, well, I've always done theatre, like, I've always been like that theatre kid, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I can't sing and I can't act. <laughs> so you enjoyed it. You enjoyed I did, it. yeah, I loved it, absolutely. And obviously, you know, my parents didn't think, oh, you know, <laughs> disillusional, but, you know, <laughs> I was never going to be on X Factor or anything like that. Right. But um, it's kind of just more of the fact is that I really loved theatre productions, but I loved, uh, I used to be a teacher's assistant working for a drama youth club. And so I thought, you know, actually, I kind of like this, you know, I could, how could I translate that into doing something? Um, and oddly enough, I did go and do A-levels. I did the whole, I did um, English language, English lit, psychology and theatre studies. Okay. And then I was there like, ooh, you know, it wasn't for me. I was like, yeah, I don't like any of this. Like, uh, but I, so I was like looking at university courses and then um, I found the Portsmouth course and I was there like, ah, oh, they won't accept you unless you do a media subject. Right. So I ended up going to college. Um, after you finished your A-levels? After I did my A-levels. I, so I went to college and did uh, creative media productions. Um, and that was in Bristol because there was no, where I lived, there was nowhere that did media subjects. Wow. So I ended up traveling an hour and a half on my train. Every day. Yeah, every day. Um, and going to do that instead for just a year. Um, but that was in order to come to university. And I, that was when I really kind of understood that, you know, this was something I wanted to do. And I, you know, that's why I got up at like 6am every morning <laughs> to go catch a train. I was like, yeah. And then doing that and like, I had no idea, like kids start like film when they're like 12 you know you hear the stories of like, the big directors they're all like they've all picked I up I had my first camera when I was three yeah so I made my first movie when I was eight and I was there like okay that's not me like there was me like 18 years old what am I doing I'm completely did a completely different job there was me all gonna do, like had my path set gonna be a lawyer yeah no. and then I did this course instead you know but I got into it you know and I found like I had a knack for it like an eye for the camera because it's a whole technical thing in aspects it's a whole different world to like learn it. So I was there like, all right. Was it quite a sacrifice for you to take that leap and do the year in Bristol on it, the media course? Um, it was because it was certainly like kind of moment, all my family being like, hmm, okay. So you declined going to university to do law. You want to do this instead? Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> and it was just kind of like, I, had to, I felt like I had to prove it. This had to work otherwise you know what was it all worth but it was fine because then I really found like I did have a knack for it and then I was very passionate about it like my parents say to me now like whenever I speak about film 
they see my eyes light up and I'm quite passionate about it and I think to them that's like rewarding that they know that I'm doing something that I love so <laughs> that <laughs> is worthwhile yeah <laughs> absolutely yeah. so you finished your the course um, in the college in Bristol yeah. and then you applied for Portsmouth and you got on to film production yeah TV straight away production. yeah straight away got it <laughs> oh, <laughs> did amazing it. yeah so you did your three years and then graduated I assume yep yeah just graduated now uh just this year I graduated with a first congratulations was, thank you so much and I actually won um best producer and best scriptwriter for my graduate film so it was super rewarding I was so like I had to go up for the award and I was like shaking wow were your parents there yeah they were honestly my parents said it was like the proudest moment of their lives and I was like I I felt so proud as well like to be graduating because I said it was the first one out of my family yeah my sister's at university now but um she's younger than me so but so but I was the one who was like doing it first so they were they were super happy and it's just to see their faces that they were happy like it was like rewarding enough to know that as they were scraping the money to send me to grammar school yeah like "Ah, it's been worthwhile like we did it (laughs) so he's almost like you said you wanted to sort of prove that it would work and it did yeah do they look in hindsight and think oh I'm so glad that my daughter changed their mind yeah they do actually yeah you know um I, I love my parents dearly like they've done a lot for me so it's just in order is just like <laughs> oh, that. yeah exactly you know and now my mum wants me to be like a big Hollywood like thing <laughs> she's like where's the money <laughs> like, I'm sorry we'll That's get there a <laughs> couple of years we'll That's see like, <laughs> did you face any obstacles on that journey because it sounds incredible and you've come out of the other end of your degree in a brilliant position yeah was there any struggles that you faced um actually uh yeah about the case um I've always suffered with my mental health ever since like I was about 15 years old or something like that um and you know uh my A-levels was a dark time for me and then certainly my second year of university I was like it was really like dark like it wasn't good right mental health kind of varies for everybody but like for me it was just like self-deprecation the way I describe it is like being in a black hole like it's not really you but it is you like and you separate yourself from it and then you're just kind of like it's not it's not a good journey like it's, it's not a like, battle it, it really is yeah and like every day is like a struggle and it's like a cycle of like if you don't feel motivated to do anything then you hate yourself for that and then you still don't want to do anything and it's just like it was just literally like I just saw myself slipping and I was there like how do I kind of like stop this um and you know like being in the state of mind you think nothing's right for you I okay. doubted all my decisions like what was I doing <laughs> it, you kind of have that like it, it's there's no like immediate moment you're not gonna wake up one day and suddenly everything's like clicked no. in your mind you work on it every day like just to like make sure like you support yourself I learned to parent myself which is like a phrase I use quite frequently now so your parents take care of you when you're a child and they make the decisions for you. They know what's best for you. Yeah. If you're feeling tired, they'll put you down for a nap. You know, yeah. you're hungry, they'll feed you. So with your case as being like an adult and suddenly being like a student because you're in that kind of like that weird territory. Like, am you know, I an adult? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. like, you know, <laughs> what am I? Yeah. And it's kind of like being in that weird place. I've got to parent myself now. Okay. If you I are do, your own responsibility. Yeah, exactly. Okay. If, it's fine if I want to stay in bed like for a day that's okay you shouldn't be too hard on yourself a lot of people have this mantra where it's like need to do something every single day I need to do this need to do that I don't think that's like a healthy way to be personally well personally it doesn't work for me like I can't physically do that every day like that's exhausting um so I kind of have this thing is like if I want to stay in bed for a day okay that's fine then think about what can I do for tomorrow then set these objectives and do that I just think it's like about being kinder to yourself I think that's the case I think everyone's very unkind on themselves especially these day and age you know everyone's so harsh on themselves about, yeah like, critiquing the way they look and I feel sorry for like the younger generation you know they talk about it like I sound like 
someone older who's like, oh, the social medias. Yeah. It, I feel like that is the case, though. It's a lot of pressure, you know, on kids. There is, like, definitely. We just shouldn't be like that. Like, I think it is the case of you do need to take time for yourself. You need to take care of yourself. And I think, you know, I learned that. Um, that it's okay you know that it's okay you you feel a little bit different about the world and you're not going to have good days constantly but then on the good days what can you do like how can you take care of yourself so you know yeah just make the most of the good days (laughs) yeah exactly so you found that after second year you'd learnt to manage that yeah definitely and um you know doing like my third year it was like um it was more freedom because they were like just go make your graduate film Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> Your creative freedom then. You oh, yeah, 100%. whatever you wanted. Yeah, and I, I co-wrote and co-produced it, so it was very much, I pitched the idea to my friends, um, and so it was very much like, from the inception was from me. So I took the idea, and then I was the one who sound edited the film, so I was there right at the end. <laughs> so it was, like, wow. it, was like, it was like nine months worth of production, and we shot it 11 days up in Scotland, and it was just like, when people are like to you, how do you know you made the right decision? I didn't know I made the right decision about my course until that, right then. Until going to Scotland and shooting. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, decisions always are a really hard thing to know if you've made the right ones of. I feel like they take time. And I felt that when I was, like, like sat one morning, it was about 5am. Right. <laughs> it was freezing. <laughs> and you were on, on set. On, on set. And it was, like, absolutely cold. But I was getting the actors ready for the day. And we were setting up camera. And it was just, like, it was just, like, so serene. Like, I was, like, looking across, like, the water. And I was, like, this is beautiful. This is, wow. like, exactly what I wanted to do with my life. To be there creating something that I create the idea for. And it was just, it was just really nice. It was an indescribable feeling, like, of just knowing, like, okay, Something you'll never forget that you Oh, 100%, did. yeah. You know. <laughs> <laughs> so, we, like you said, you were there at the beginning when yeah. the whole initial idea started, then at the end, sound editing. Yeah. Do you feel like you've always been a hands-on person, even when you were shadowing that solicitor? Yeah. Back in, way back when. <laughs> oh God, it feels like a year ago. Yeah. <laughs> did you always feel like you wanted to do something technical and creative and get your hands dirty yeah I think so I think it's just you know I think the case is like my parents are like working class so they're like my mum's like a hairdresser so she's very hands on my dad used to be a printer so he was like hands on I don't think it's like something ingrained in me to be like that kind of hands on I like to be like technically versed or I like to know things like I know how to know things work and things like that yeah but I didn't really get into editing until last year where I actually started um I was a freelance YouTube editor so I used to edit for YouTube channels. Wow. Um, yeah, and it's like a job I never thought ever existed. Like, I understand, like, because YouTube's progressed so much. Like, I don't remember is if it, you know from 2012, like, what that was honestly, like. Honestly, <laughs> it's always skyrocketed, isn't it? Yeah. Like, do you remember all the old response videos that people used to do? Like, too? do you remember? Like, that was, like, old YouTube. But, like, this now, like, the idea that people are getting careers off of it is insane. Like, that's nuts. Yeah. And it was, like, but, um, so I worked for, like, quite big YouTube personalities and they obviously, they hire editors because they're, like, daily content channels, like, to keep up with, like, you know, how trends are these days. Yeah, they need an extra pair of hands. Yeah, exactly. And I was those extra pair of hands. So I used to do that. Um, and you know I never thought I'd ever be an editor I know how to basic edit but you know doing that was like I was like my friend got me into it he used to be an old YouTuber and then he got into this and he was like oh I need hands do you mind like helping out with a few edits and I was like okay you know 
I could do this. You're yeah, sure. Yeah. I Give mean, it a go. You know, throw in some clips. No, 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 no. <laughs> I don't want to say that to any editor ever. That's like the worst thing. But yeah, I know it is very technical. But I was like, I can do this. I, you know, I, you know, and I learned a lot doing it. I used to work for like a channel and I used to do the daily content, uploading it. Are we, are we allowed to know this channel or is it top um, secret? I mean, I don't really know if I can say for the bigger ones because they act like they don't have you like editors like working for them. Oh, they don't. Oh, no, no dream. <laughs> <laughs> there is like some big names I've worked for um, but yeah no I used to work for another one which I'll never mention because it's just embarrassing the work I used to do <laughs> but you know it paid it really it paid you know and, and you it know, shapes you it, as yeah. a, like your ability and it's, honestly I tested myself to like new heights like I never thought I'd ever do editing ever I never thought I'd touch it I thought oh you know I could do producing or like camera that's fine but I thought you know it changed it you know and I still edit now so <laughs> would you ever, if a YouTuber approached you, would you ever go back to helping edit? Um, I think so. It depends. Um, there's a difference, like of like, because being freelance is very hard. Like, I do feel sorry for a lot of freelance people because you are your work. Yeah. You, if you're if you're sick one day, there's no sick pay. Like, if you can't, you know, and with like editing, it used to take me like about five hours for one video. That's, that's insane like and then uploading we had ter- I had terrible internet at my parents house that used oh, to take about no. like three hours <laughs> and my parents used to be mad because they'd be trying to like watch Netflix and they'd be like what are you doing <laughs> you're taking all the way out streaming I was like sorry <laughs> I'm trying to build a career <laughs> yeah yeah there's me sat in like the front room <laughs> so yeah freelance is like it's very hard and I applaud anyone who does freelance and they're doing off their own back because you are your own work and if you're not working you ain't getting paid <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Yeah, it's true. So, you know, working for a company, it's nice. You know, you have that security and just, you know, and also other people working with other people. I, I really enjoy doing. Um, so how did you manage to secure your current role so quickly after graduating? Um, I actually did it through the uh, university's careers and employability service. Um, they offer this thing where they send out graduates uh, job um, opportunities coming up and things like that okay um and so i just saw one of their jobs one day which was like a perfect fit for me and so i approached them about it and they helped me write the cover letter and then they set up all the interviews and things like that so it was really useful they even phoned me back after i actually went for the interview uh, oh. just to double check how like things went and uh yeah it was really useful actually uh, and then uh, i got the jobs <laughs> <laughs> do you have any advice for anyone looking for a, a graduate job after anything that you learnt along the way of trying uh, to apply yeah um know your worth don't oh, I, I have so many I feel so sorry for so many friends I have currently who have accepted free work and they're just and um, you know they promise maybe you'll get a job at the end of it and nothing materialises out of it no. I, unfortunately we're still in the age of like a lot of companies will take advantage of you for that type of thing Especially being in the creative industry, the act like you don't know things, but you do. Yeah, you got, you got a degree. Like those three years were well spent. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I wouldn't. You got to know your worth. Like, and it's not fair to be treated like that. I think you know you should make a stand. Like, <laughs> you're like, no, actually, pay me. I'm doing good work here. So yeah, I think that's it. Um, and just like be open as well. Like I never thought. Like I didn't even know. Like corporate business videos like he ever existed and then you realize there's a whole marketing world behind it and i'm learning so much about business like it's unreal like i didn't know what roi meant you know return on investment and then seo oh, wow. <laughs> all these words i mentioned this the other day and my boss was like what how did you not know this i was like because i didn't do a marketing degree but this is like hands-on like a marketing degree so it's like be open to uh jobs like particularly that you might not know because it's being a creative person 
you're creative. You've always got that behind you. Like you can always think differently than other people. Yes. And so you can offer something new to a job. But you can learn new things at the same time. Absolutely. I think, you know, we're all just sponges really, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> That's a very good way of putting yeah. it. <laughs> and for those who haven't um, got to the university stage yet and yeah. they're perhaps stuck in the mindset that you were um, at the, when you were shadowing that solicitor yeah. um, and they want to perhaps follow a creative passion of theirs. Yeah. Any advice for them on taking that leap and deciding whether that is best for them? I think be brave. <laughs> it's, 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 it's easy to say than really do, isn't it? Um, and it's like, I feel like we are in a changing world and I think there is so much out there now. And I yeah. think there's so much you could be a part of. And I think um, meet people, meet other creative people as well because you never know what else you could collaborate on with. Like I've met so many people that, you know, I have like, I'm currently in the works of doing now, like outside my job of like new ideas and things like that. Um, so yeah, and I think work on what you love. So if you like to write, write every day. If you like to draw, draw every day. Um, put it out there for people to see. Pester people, be like, hey, yeah. see, my, see my new drawing? <laughs> yeah. You know, it doesn't matter. You don't know whatever will come of that, you know. Um, you know, my brother's girlfriend, like, she does an illustration, you know, and she's putting herself out there at the moment and people are buying, like, her Christmas cards and things, which I think is neat. Oh, and it's only, awesome. like, the little trickle of buy of, like, having people do it, but people are noticing. And I think that's really important. I just think, really, just put yourself out there and I think, you know, just go for it really be brave be network brave. network <laughs> show off your work be, be proud of what you do i suppose yeah absolutely uh, yeah 100 percent. i think you know like i said know your worth that and you know speak up put yourself out there yeah <laughs> i think it's good yeah that's excellent and you you're in such a good position at the moment what your creative ability and mm. what you're doing what are your aspirations for the future other potential jobs or, or lines to go down? Yeah, um, I think, you know, I would like to work for, like, um, a bigger company, I think, you know, um, some bigger branding, I think, would be quite fun to do. But uh, ultimately, I would really like to own my own production company, I think. <laughs> high, wow. high ambitions. But, uh, yeah, I think it would be, it'd be so great because I love I love creating and I love coming up with ideas and things like that. So having something that I can actually just produce through um, make films you know and do this and do that I think it'd be great and I thought it's quite nice to own something yourself you know, be like, why not dream big uh, yeah exactly you know what's the harm you know? yeah. <laughs> other people have done it I always think that to myself you always look at other people and you're like you've done it you know so why can't I I think you know nothing should hold you back really do you take inspiration from some people that you see in the industry currently and work towards that um, or is it all about what you want to do personally? I think, yeah, I think it's just like a innate, like, uh, desire of mine to do something like that. Like to, I've always been ambitious, unfortunately. And my mum always, it's, I blame my mum so much. She used to say to me, she was like, oh, you're going to you're gonna do something real good with your life shift for one day. Yeah, you're going to be be something big. <laughs> and she used to say that to me like the age of four. And I was like, and I've grown up and I'm like, mum, come on. Like, <laughs> like it's, it's like, still in there though. It's in there, yeah. yeah. I'm like, you've, you've set the bar too high. <laughs> but yeah, it's quite amusing actually. But um, yeah, I think it's just a part of myself. And then you look at, you know, you look into the industry and like, I look at like, I don't know, musicians, singers and things like that. I think they've worked hard and people really work at their like what they want to do with their life and you know it's no easy for some people you do see that some people you know have it land in their lap and that's like okay cool congrats but then it's the other people I really like admire who slog it like through and then like then they make it and you're yeah. just like oh yeah you deserve this they do the smaller jobs and they get through the hard yeah. times before they make it big exactly yeah, yeah. so yeah you know 
He's good. <laughs> Congratulations on everything you've achieved so oh, far. Thank you so much. Appreciate I can't it. wait to see Shifra's production company one day <laughs> <laughs> come to life. One day, maybe. <laughs> You'll be coming back um, into uni, hopefully, and doing some talks, maybe. I would love that, yeah. That would be cool. I'm sure that you have inspired so many of our listeners to pursue their creative passion. <laughs> so thank you so much for Honestly, coming no in to talk to us. <laughs> yeah. <Right>, thanks. <laughs> Shifra is an example of someone who has changed her path at the early stages of her career, but it's never too late to change. In one of our later podcasts, you can find out how Heather Barry found her passion after years of trying many different pursuits. And don't forget, if you're a current University of Portsmouth student or alumnus of the last five years, you can use the Careers and Employability Service, who were a huge part of Shifra's journey, and will be able to help guide you. We've got lots more exciting podcasts coming up in the series and you can hear each one as it's released on the first Wednesday of every month. If you like the University of Portsmouth alumni Facebook page, you'll get a reminder of when these are coming up. Thank you so much for listening and we hope you join us again.